Hi, I'm Kelly. And I'm Carrie. And we're Identical Twins. We are so excited to talk to you about all things related to church music here on Hymn Talk, Twin Talk. Now, each week we will break down a hymn. It could be an old favorite, or it could be one you've never heard of. But it is our prayer that you will worship with us no matter what song it is. So let's get started here on Hymn Talk, Twin Talk. Hi, everyone. Hi, everyone. I'm Kelly. I'm Carrie. And we're Identical, Identical Twins. twins. And, and this, this is our 75th episode. You guys, 75th. Can you tell we didn't practice that? <laughs> Look it. It is episode 75. This is a podcasting milestone. It is. We have 75 hymn episodes. So, you know, the funny thing is, is that we're planning the episodes for right. 2023. We were on a break mm -hmm. and then we had to plan like 74. I know. And it seemed <laughs> hard to it, just do 74. It just felt so weird. Like, who cares about 74? 75 is coming. Right. And we but, have big, big plans. I mean, we have big plans for 75, but we have big plans for 2023. Yeah. And you are here with us. You're listening. Mm -hmm. You found him talk twin talk and really it's because of you that we are mm -hmm. at, at mm -hmm. episode 75 mm -hmm. yeah this could have stopped at episode two <laughs> <laughs> this clapping sound i have yeah I, I might be using that a lot today <laughs> yes i know because we're so excited <laughs> we're yeah. so excited yeah. so this is our 75th episode mm -hmm. and you know we actually love every episode when we sit down we we kind of talk about it and we're like yeah. i love this one i think it's our favorite um but when we look back on the past 74 um we did try to make a big deal of milestone, you know, episodes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So our 25th episode oh. was our first like quintessential Easter, Easter hymn. hymn. Christ, Christ the Lord, Lord is, is risen today. today. I mean, full of praise, full of joy. Right. And uh, I don't know, for people who say like, oh, I'll eat, listen to an Easter hymn when it's Easter time. Like, Charles Wesley is amazing, right, right. and you can listen to that hymn any time mm -hmm, of the year. Mm -hmm. We we actually went into his story, his childhood, his right, brother, his right. mother. It I mean, was, the Wesley brothers, they're yeah. awesome. It was an awesome episode. Mm -hmm. And then 50 was huge. I loved 50. Yeah, I mean, it's probably one of my favorites. Mm -hmm. We interviewed our much-loved pastor, mm -hmm. Pastor David Reed, who, you know, besides being an amazing pastor, preacher, mentor, friend, you know, he's an author, he's written books, mm -hmm. and it was great to sit with him. Great as Thy Faithfulness was his favorite hymn. Right, and... Kelly, if you look back at our hymns, our mm -hmm. episodes for 2022, yeah. Great is the, Thy Faithfulness has the most downloads. Wow. So it's the hymn that most people listen to, most mm -hmm. people connected with. If you're out there and you haven't heard it yet, I encourage you to go mm -hmm. listen to it. It's It will not disappoint. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we talked about the stats of Great is Thy Faithfulness. It's yeah. like in the top 10 hymns, like yeah. ever, yeah. ever. And Kelly, we had like a Great is Thy Faithfulness candle that we sold. Do you yes. remember? Yes. That was yes. fun. So we knew that mm -hmm. 75 had to be special. Right. We wanted to pick just the right hymn. Mm -hmm. We wanted to partner with some sort of artist or someone creative to create something that goes with the hymn. Um, and we wanted to have a big giveaway. Yep. So here we are at <laughs> 75 doing all three. Mm -hmm. All right. So the hymn, our 75th hymn, so exciting. Jesus loves me. We wanted to celebrate 75 in a big way. Kelly, this is a fantastic song. Yes. And it's a fantastic episode. There's a lot to talk about here. You know, so why Jesus loves me? Why Jesus mm -hmm. loves me for 75? It, it was, was written, written by, by a woman. woman. 
We didn't even plan to do that. Why did you do that? I was gonna say it. I was gonna say it. Okay, it's written by a woman, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and even more is she. It was she collaborated with With her her sister. sister. You know, two sisters singing hymns together. The funny thing is, is as I did the research, the sisters, there's they're women. I'm like, how come we haven't done this already? I know, I know. It's so true. They they have such a great story, but it's just. Sort of saved for 75. Mm -hmm. Yep. So it's written by a woman with her sister. Mm -hmm. Um, It is published in 597 hymnals. I read that it was translated in more languages than any other hymn. I believe that. And it's the number one children's spiritual song around the world. Right. And I feel like the musical is written by really one of my favorite, if not my favorite hymn writers. William William Batchelder Bradbury. Bradbury. I love his music. Mm -hmm. It's always so sweet and so singable. Yes, yes. Yeah. And and he we love that he has a Boston connection. Yeah. So there's so many reasons why this hymn just was the obvious pick. Mm-hmm. And from what I could see in my research, there is no reason to think that that the sisters in New York didn't actually meet Bradbury in yeah, real life. Yeah. They kind of went in the same circles. They lived in the same area. I have to think that they actually knew each other, mm-hmm. which we don't have any proof of it, but that's just what we're thinking. Well, it's always fun thinking that they were in the same circles. Right. All of these hymn writers mm-hmm. around, mm-hmm. you know, the late, mid to yeah. late 1800s. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, why wouldn't they know mm-hmm. each other? Mm-hmm. And uh, and then we just, the the simple truth of the hymn, which is what we want to tell people. Mm-hmm. Jesus loves you. Jesus loves me. He is a God who loves. Mm-hmm. He's a loving, loving Savior. And that's the truth that people need to hear. Mm-hmm. And it's just stated so simply in this song. I mean, we're going to talk about how critics maybe think that it's too simple, but it doesn't change the fact that it's true. Jesus loves you. So this wonderful, magical world of the internet mm-hmm. has connected us with an artist who lives in India. India. We found her. We connected with her. She's Her artwork is beautiful and amazing. We're going to share her links with you so you can see it. But she has created for us a Jesus Loves Me graphic. And um, we're going to be selling her graphic on our website. This is so cool. And it's amazing because our friend who we met in India, the artist, is also a singer. Yes. So we are going to be able to hear her sing. So let's roll the audio. Sneha of S&S Handyworks. And her husband, Mm -hmm. Let's take a listen. Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Sneha, Sean, thank you for coming on the show. Tell us where you're from. We're from Kerala in India, and we live in a small village called Rani. Okay. Geographically, where are you in the country of India? We are in South India. South. Okay. So what's the closest, like, big city that we would recognize? Maybe... uh, Trivandrum? Or Kochi. Ah, Kochi. Those cities have the international airports, and... Everyone who comes from outside of India, they usually, if they come to the South India, then... Then they go to the rest. Okay. Right. Yeah. Have either of you ever been to America? Yeah. yeah. He, really? Sean? Been. Yeah? When? Where? What, what cities did you visit? Um, I think I visited uh, most of the cities on the 
East Coast. Uh, that's California, Washington, um, I think Arizona. Yeah. 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 Okay, okay so, so that's the West Coast for us. For, yeah, we call that the West Coast. We are on the... Oh, op- I'm sorry. Yeah, that's, that's right. Because we we're on, at the East Coast. We're, we're like the, the yeah. furthest away you could be from there. Exactly. So yeah. we're in Massachusetts, which is as far from California as you can get. It's just uh-huh. amazing. Our podcast has connected us with talented singers and artists and Christians just all over the world. I don't know if I ever would have thought like we're going to find people in India that we want to Mm -hmm. talk to and we want to get to know, but here we are with the two of you and we're so happy. So our relationship goes back to one of our older episodes. Yes. Sneha, you and your friends from college, was it college friends? Yes. You sang this beautiful acapella arrangement of I Stand Amazed. It was so so lovely and just almost mesmerizing the way the harmonies kind of swerved inside and outside each other and all around. And I, we just loved it. And ever since then, we've been following each other on social media. Mm-hmm. You're always active on Instagram. You're commenting mm-hmm. and liking things. We so appreciate that. And then come to find out you're not just a singer. Um, you're an artist. And mm-hmm. we found your artwork, which is all inspired by hymns and scripture. Tell us a little bit about your artwork. Huh, so I used to draw when I was little. Mm-hmm. And then I stopped for a long time. Oh. And then it was 2016. I fell on the road and I, I hurt my knee. And I was not, it was just a small injury, but... Somehow I was not able to walk for a long time, like maybe for one week or two weeks. And I was stuck at home and I couldn't go to work. And I was with my best friend and I was just troubling her, whining and complaining. (laughs) And she got so irritated. She opened Pinterest. She had these colored papers and some color pencils. She put it in front of me and she's like, Sneha, sit and draw. Have you drawn in uh, like a long time? I said, no, I haven't drawn. I can't draw. And she's like, no, you just sit and draw. Bible verses and I was like stuck (laughs) I didn't know what to do and so she opened some pictures and she asked me to just copy it as it is so I started and I just went on and on (laughs) and I like in that one sitting I think I made 10 wow she was really happy with it and the next thing is uh, she was I think the next day or something she was going to meet her grandfather He was admitted in the hospital because he had cancer and it was the last stage. And uh, so she took these pictures because he was lying in this place in the hospital and opposite him, it's this, you know, dull wall. And that's all he can see. So she stuck these pictures on the wall. She thought that let, let these pictures encourage him. She gave me new verses to draw and I'm like, I can't draw. I don't know how to come up with these concepts. And she's like, just draw. (laughs) And uh, so I began doing my own thing and she stuck it all over. And then the doctors and nurses told her how encouraging it was to see these pictures. uh, Yeah. So, and I couldn't believe that something so small, something just that started out of, (laughs) you know, whining, like could could be of any use i i was not able to believe it but because she shared it i took pictures of these drawings that i've made and i started sharing it on these whatsapp groups lots of whatsapp groups yeah yeah people started asking me if it was me who drew, drew it and i said yeah and then they started sharing it to other groups and the next thing i know people were printing it out and they asked me for permission if they could print out and put it on their walls and then a sunday school from 
in Qatar, in Doha, some stranger that I don't know, they uh, contacted me and they asked me if they could use my pictures for their Sunday school as handouts. And I said, okay. And then someone from Malaysia, uh, they contacted me and asked me to draw some more verses because they wanted to use it for some scripture memorization. And that's how it just went on and on. I would draw it on paper with pencil and pencil colors and that's it. Then I got married. (laughs) And before marriage, uh, people did suggest making a book out of all these because I've made so many. Lots, more than 300. So at that time itself and uh, someone promised to make a coffee book out of it you know combine them together yeah. and uh, but then that's when i was getting married so he uh, printed them out as cards to give as wedding favors it's a fantastic idea wedding yeah. favors i love that yeah so then uh, so i continued drawing on paper and then when we tried to scan it to sell it on etsy it was not great. The colors were not, you know, the same. Right. So then he suggested digital, to try uh, digital. And I was like, no, I can't do that. How can I draw on the computer? It's just so hard. So he took my drawings and the scanned version of it, and he started using MS Paint. And he would work oh. so hard to digitize these pictures so that it's all even, the colors are. Yeah. And and then that's when I started searching for apps that would maybe, yeah. I thought maybe there are apps that allow me to draw. And I found one and I just tried it on the phone. So the next hundred drawings were made on the phone with my finger. Wow. It was, it was really hard. Most of what you see on Etsy right now, it's all made on the phone. Yeah. Last year, my mother-in-law gave, gave me a tablet pen. Since then, I've been using that what a journey that that you had as an artist, you know, um, and it was almost like you were being pushed to it by someone else, some other force, you know, something outside of yourself. You know, your friend saw it in you. Your husband ended up seeing it. Even your mother-in-law is like, here, I'm going to buy you something so that you can do more of it. Um, and it's just neat that they saw like a gift in you that, you know, you didn't even think was a gift. Yeah, I didn't. Uh I don't know. I didn't think God would use it like this. It's right. Just amazing. Yeah. I think it's good to to think about when we are the encourager, like when mm-hmm. we have have someone in our lives that we want to encourage their gifts. You just never know what will happen. Your friend right. being the encourager, your husband being an encourager. I mean, you're so blessed to have them in your life. And then you just turn it around. You think, okay, how can I encourage someone? And then the other thing that is so, it's just su- such a testament is that you took this gift, this artwork, and then you used it to glorify God. Like you could have done seascapes and still lives. And, you know, you could have just done like famous, beautiful quotes that were just by humans. And you like chose to to honor God with it. And so, so you, of course, you're going to be blessed by it. I mean, God is going to bless that. I just feel so close to God when I draw. And I, I think that... Christian artists would say would feel the same way and not even not just like visual artists, but like Christian musicians and Christian dancers. And they would say that through their art, you know, they see God. So I I totally see that. We just heard you sing Jesus Loves Me. And that was beautiful. And our listeners, of course, heard you sing I Stand Amazed. That was on episode 43. So if you haven't listened to that yet, you can definitely go back to episode 43 to hear Sneha sing Um, I stand amazed with your college friends. And now that brings us to today's. Yeah, Jesus loves me. So you sang 
the song, Sean, you played guitar. So pretty. I think you have such a sweet, sweet, pure voice. And it's full of worship when you sing. And now talking to you about your artwork, you know, your artwork is full of worship. You're worshiping when you're drawing. So it's just such a beautiful process, the whole thing, the music and the art. So we saw the print that you made of Jesus Loves Me. And I have to say, I think the thing that I was attracted to absolutely first was (laughs) the fact that it reminds me of a musical symbol. I could see this G clef in it, which was that accidental? Yeah, that's (laughs) just how I draw. write my first letters. It's always big huge big and cursive and it really looks like a treble clef and so it was it just the the words like saying to me on the on the page they just sing jesus loves me so we're we love this hymn we knew it from being kids i mean kelly don't you remember singing it like all through sunday school and we had like the hand signals that we would do yeah yes so tell us your relationship with the hymn did you sing it when you were little kids yes we teach Sunday school and we've taught this to children and but I didn't know it was a hymn till you mentioned <laughs> right did yeah. you just think it was like a cute kid song yeah 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 and we have this extra stanza oh I don't know if you've heard of it uh, it says Jesus loves me when I'm bad sorry oh. when I'm good when I do the things I should Jesus loves me when I'm bad even though it makes him sad. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. So I actually did a little bit of research and I found six stanzas. Okay. And I didn't even find that one. Right. So, so that would be stanza number seven. And the four original stanzas that I found were definitely a little bit more adult and scriptural. Like it quoted, you know, Jesus said, let the child come to me. And then there was another one that was when I'm weak and ill, you know, Jesus loves me. And then I guess when I'm good and bad, Jesus loves me. What is consistent about all of this over the years and the ways that it's changed um, is that it was considered a children's hymn. So it's a hymn. So you're kind of half right. Back in the day, they would have a hymnal for young children, a, a, a songbook for, you know, young believers. And a song like this would have been included in it. Um, and I'm not sure it would have been included in the, you know, adult hymnal of the time. But it is in the hymnal that we have at our church. Right, Carrie? Yeah, so absolutely. So right. Sneha, when you sang it as a child, did you sing it in English? Yeah. You sang it as a child. We sang it as a child and children. What inspired you? Was it the hymn that the song that you remembered singing that inspired you to create this graphic? Uh, not really. Yeah, it was it was a request that um, oh. uh, a lot of uh, people asked me to do Jesus loves me on clothes because they wanted to buy it for their children and grandchildren. Oh. You know, clothes with Jesus loves me. So that's how I did it. And uh, but I wrote it in block because I was not sure if children would understand cursive. Oh yeah. Oh. But then I made this cursive cursive version because I love cursive and I wanted to wear one. So yes. I made it and I started selling it and I think that's what's sold more. Well, so this cursive version is going to be the one that we have. So we'll show our listeners that we have the 
Jesus Loves Me in this beautiful cursive font that almost looks like a musical symbol. Um, We'll have it in a tote bag and we'll have it in a magnet for your fridge or your whiteboard. And we'll have it as a sticker, you know, for the kids. They put them on their water bottles and their laptops. So we're going to have those three things. Um, But if someone wanted to see the Jesus Loves Me in the block, do you still have that available to sell? Yeah. Yeah. You do. So tell yeah. our listeners how they can see everything else that you sell, because we're only going to do a little portion of it. What? How can they find you? So if they go to Etsy, they just have to write Sans Handyworks, S and S Handyworks. Okay. So so you find our shop. So you're on Etsy, and do you and you have a website as well? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's where we sell clothes and other things. Website link is on my Instagram page, Sans Handyworks on Etsy. Okay. Okay. On Etsy. So we want all our listeners to follow you. So we want them to follow you on Instagram and then Mm -hmm. we want them to go to your, your website and your Etsy store. I mean... We're not selling clothing. So our, you know, our little things that we're, we want to sell for our 75th, we just want to get people excited and just this constant reminder of how much Jesus loves us through these products. But if they want the clothing, they can go to your store and buy mm-hmm. them directly from you and, mm-hmm. and you can customize it. I, I, I mean, I don't, I guess I don't buy a lot of clothing on Etsy, so I don't know. But I think it's so interesting that you can customize the color, what type yep. of what type of shirt you want to wear, a hoodie, a, you know, short sleeved. I love that you have so many options that you can really mm-hmm. customize whatever kind of piece of clothing you want with mm-hmm. this pretty design. So we shared a little a snippet of your recording and at the end of the episode we'll share the end of it. Mm-hmm. How did you two get to be making music together? <laughs> okay so it just happened uh we so we got married and he knew i could sing but he never told me he played the guitar i used to pray what? that i'd marry yeah i used to pray that i'd marry someone who knows how to play the instrument because i sing and i want someone to do what i don't do uh so after two years so we got married and <laughs> Uh, in the second year of our marriage, I, we went to this house and there was this guitar and he just took the guitar and he started playing. He's like, I know how to play the guitar. I, I've learned it. I'm like, what? No, you can't. I couldn't believe it. And then he started playing and I'm like, what? Why didn't you tell me? That, that's crazy. <laughs> so how long yeah. have you two been married now? Now it's been five years. So I feel like there might be some other hidden skill that he has that you're going to find out now. Like there's going to be something else. So he's really uh, good, poetic, you know, so we do write songs. We have only tried songs for children, Sunday school. And so that's something we do together. That's nice. You obviously have such a heart for teaching children. You've been mm-hmm. singing these songs and teaching Sunday school. And I know that you teach online as part of your other job. Um, you're really the, the relationship that you two have, that you're able to work together, make music together and really make art together. Because I know he was integral in helping go through that digital process. I mean, what a partnership you two have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm so thankful that we're able to do it together Yeah, because all the technical stuff that I don't know, the website and everything, he takes care of everything. Mm-hmm. So I don't have to think about it. And yeah. Good. That's awesome. This was great, Carrie. I know this was, I'm so thankful that you two made the, took the time to do this with us. And we, we just know that our listeners will be blessed by your music and blessed mm-hmm. by your artwork. 
Thank you for helping us make 75 so special. We are going to now dive into Jesus Loves Me. We want to talk about the women who wrote it and talk about all the scriptures that inspired the hymn. And we'll talk to you guys later. Yes. Yes. Thank you for being here with us. Yeah, it was really nice to talk to you and meet you through Zoom. Yes. Yes. We'll see you online. We'll We'll see see you on on Instagram. We'll see you on social media. All right. Thank you, Sneha. Thank you, Sean. God bless you both. Bye. Bye. So it was just lovely to talk to them. They're sweet. They're very sweet. They're both school teachers. Mm -hmm. So we're going to have all of this information in our show notes, but please click the link so Mm -hmm. you can get your own Jesus Loves Me souvenir. Yeah. From our episode 75. And hopefully this is just the beginning, Cal. Yes. Yeah. We want to do more. I mean, if you're on our website and you want the Christmas ornament, you can get that too. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I just love the simplicity of the truth of this hymn, Jesus Mm -hmm. Loves Me. Mm -hmm. And you're going to get to you know kind of show that to the public with your sticker you know you put it on your on your water bottle and Mm -hmm. and even the tote bag Um, Jesus loves me and the thing is is that this hymn was found everywhere for a hymn that literally mentions the word Jesus where some people might not want that around right right I mean it has totally crossed over into the secular world I mean when I was looking I found that it was on an episode of the Simpsons on an episode of Family Guy on an episode of The Walking Dead You know, you just have these random episodes where it's someone singing it, you know, and I didn't go through the trouble of like looking through all of them, but I did find a pretty cool scene in a movie. Awesome. Let's go to the movies. This is so good. So this is the movie with Kevin Costner and Whitney Houston, The The Bodyguard. Bodyguard. Whitney Houston actually sings it. Mm-hmm. Jesus loves me. I mean, her voice is amazing. Whitney Houston has a recording yeah. of this. She actually has a recording. Hello, along with like Dolly Parton and Johnny Cash. It seems like it's always <laughs> those same same ones. But in the in the movie, the Whitney Houston character has kind of a you know a, a odd struggling relationship with her sister, which you can imagine, right? The okay. sister of this famous famous singer. And in the movie, it's a really sweet scene that they're like up in their cabin in the woods and the sister is, you know, on the porch and she's singing Jesus Loves Me, just like Aww. kind of, you know, all alone, just kind of humming it. There's, it's not some big production number. And then, of course, Whitney Houston comes in from behind and sings with her and like they hug. And, and it was really sweet because it did what hymns do for us, which is remind you of a time long ago. I'm sure it, it felt like they were thinking about a time when they were young yeah. and children and they were singing it. Yeah, mm-hmm. that is sweet. And I thought it was also sweet because we'll talk about the fact that Jesus Loves Me was written by two sisters. And Him Talk Twin Talk is hosted <laughs> by, by two, two sisters. sisters. <laughs> Actually, we're twins. <laughs> you know, and there's just so many stories of Jesus Loves Me. There's this one particular story of not even that long ago, but a, a baby who was brought in by DCF and she was abandoned and, you know, she was born addicted to drugs. And this little girl was in a really, really bad way. And a woman was taking care of her day in and day out. And the little girl never spoke, never spoke. And the woman would rock her and sing Jesus Loves Me and rock her and sing Jesus Loves Me. And the story is that one day she was rocking her and she wasn't singing for whatever reason. And for the first time, the girl spoke and said, sing the song about the man who loves me. 
Oh. Yeah. And it was just a story that I found. I have no way of knowing if it's right. true or not. But there's that's what it is with this hymn. It's just been around so much and people talk about it. Um, a big story that I, I believe is true. I saw it in many, many resources, is the famous Swiss theologian, Calvinist, Karl Barth. Does that name sound familiar to you? No. I mean, he wrote lots of books. He was appearing. He was asking questions. He was giving talks and lectures. And at the end of one of his talks, it was a time of question and answers, and someone in the audience asked, you know, what was the most Mm -hmm. profound theological discovery that you have made? I don't even know what I would say if I was asked that question. It's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure, and he's a brilliant man. So uh, he could have said anything. And literally he said, Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. I mean, that's the most profound theological discovery. Well, and it's so good. It reminds me of, you know, the the Bible verse that says you have to have faith like a child. Yeah. Like it just brings you right back. It doesn't matter how smart and mm-hmm. educated you mm-hmm. are. You really have to just mm-hmm. be like a child and know the mm-hmm. very basic thing that you are loved. I love that he was able to just state mm-hmm. that, you know, proudly and confidently that, you know, Jesus is the savior. He loves, he loves me. And um, one of the other things that the, this very simple hymn does is it says exactly who Jesus is and what he's done Mm -hmm. and how, you know, how he feels about us. Right. But it also tells us that the Bible is true. Right. You know, it's like two things. So you have to believe the Bible, the unfailing, everlasting, truthful word of God. That's what it's saying. And then it's a really powerful hymn. Right. You know, and it's just so simple and so easy. I found like 50 different verses. That's crazy. I know. I know. And verses we would never sing in church, you know, never, never sing. Um, But, you know, I found one that was Buddha loves me. This I know. Right. For Anita tells us so, you know, so they actually took this, you know, Christian hymn about Jesus. Right. It's so easy to just change it up. And changed it completely different. Wow. You know? Well, one of the reasons why, Kel, it's so easy to sing and also easy to switch out the words Mm -hmm. is because it has a very common, Mm -hmm. simple rhyming pattern. Right. So your meter is 7777. Right. With refrain. Right. So every line of the verse has the same number of syllables. Mm -hmm. It's It can be very easy to just... You know, make it up, make up your own. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In the mel- so obviously the words were written by the women, but the melody is actually quite simple too. Are you ready for a musical nerd moment? M and M's always <laughs> fun. Jesus loves me mm-hmm. is built entirely on the pentatonic scale. Do you want to explain what that is? <laughs> I mean, that's a musical nerd moment, and it's kind of a what's that? Yeah, yeah, that's true. I'll do that. What's that? <laughs> well, What's so that? pentatonic, uh, for people who, you know, just maybe know the Latin root, I mean, we're thinking of five. 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 But basically, I mean, I do this all the time. I'm an elementary school music mm-hmm, teacher. Mm-hmm. So basically, we're taking out, you know, in a scale, we're taking out basically the two notes that would cause dissonance. Right. So everything that's left are notes that are harmonic. Mm-hmm. Every, everything that's left, they all will sound good together. Right. Right. And I mean, so you must know some childhood songs that are built on the pentatonic scale. Oh, yeah, of course. Name some. Like Old MacDonald Had a Farm, Rain, 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 Go Away. Yeah. 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 Rain Around the Rosy. So those simple kind of singable songs. Mm -hmm. And when you hear them, you think, oh, that's a kid song. Right. But, you know, composers have used the pentatonic scale to do things even more complex. You wouldn't listen to it and think, oh, this is a children's song. Something like Old Lang Syne. 
Mm. That's built on the pentatonic scale. How about more like pop culture? I know. Billie Jean by Michael Jackson. Pentatonic scale, Carrie. Yeah. (laughs) Um, The Temptations when they sing My Girl. Yeah. There are very few chords that you need. Right. It's supposed to be very simple to sing and play. Mm -hmm. A lot of musicians take that pentatonic. Uh, melody and harmonic structure and then just get really creative with it. Right. And that's really fun too. Yeah. So, you know, we have our hymn-loving friend, Raluca Bourgeois, and that's what she does. Yeah. She takes your standard hymn Mm -hmm. and she just flips it. She can make it gospel. Mm -hmm. She can make it jazzy. She can make it, you know, really dramatic and moody. Mm -hmm. Uh, She's so talented. And when we had her on the show, do you remember, Cal? Mm -hmm. She said she likes to challenge herself as a musician. It's for her too. So let's share a little of okay. Raluca playing this, but she is going to yep. jazz it up. It's this gospel right. piano version. Like, forget what we just said about pentatonic and simple because she changes that all up. Okay, Raluca Bajor, Jesus, Jesus loves, loves me. So I think that that's what makes a piece of music so great. And it makes a piece of music stand the test of time that you can, it can change Mm -hmm. that it's not set in stone. It's not only one way. And you know, if we have you purists out there who are like, I want the original, I want the simple uh, phrasing, the simple melody. I don't want any of that extra stuff. You still have it. But then if you want to be creative, it totally lends itself Mm -hmm. to that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, we have to find out about these ladies. Yes. Who wrote Jesus loves me. All right, so one of the sisters, Anna Bartlett Warner, was born on August 31st in the year 1827 in Long Island, New York. Her father was Henry Warner, a New York City lawyer originally from New England, Mm -hmm. and her mother was Anna Bartlett, and she came from a wealthy, fashionable family in New York's Hudson Square. Now, when Anna was only one years old, her mother died. And she had five children, but only two survived, Anna and Susan. Wow. And her father's sister, Fanny, ended up coming to live with them and raising the girls. So they lived with their aunt, Fanny, Mm -hmm. and their dad. Now, their dad, Henry Warner, was a successful lawyer, but he lost most of his fortune in what is called the Panic of 1837. So this is like the Great Depression in the 1900s. This is what happened in the 1800s. It was called the panic. And he had lots of lawsuits against him. He had a bunch of poor investments. And the family had to leave their mansion at St. Mark's Place in New York. And so at the height of the father's success, he bought a house on Constitution Island in New York. They buy this house and they're thinking it's going to be their summer home. And Susan, in her diary, writes about this house on Constitution Island. I love this. I love this. This is a direct quote, Gary. Okay. 
<clears throat> so she writes on July 28th, 1834, this morning we all took the boat and rowed over to Constitution Island. We wandered about looking at the prospect and considering the ground for father actually had thought of buying it for a country place. It did not look very <laughs> prepossessing, however, for nothing can be more rough and rude than the face of that island. She didn't like the island at all. Imagine, you know, how these girls felt when they realized that they were going to have to live there permanently. Permanently. They were running out of money. Now, even though, like they say, we say that they were running out of money. I mean, they were never, they were never poor and destitute. I mean, they had this other house, right? you know, and so they were okay, but it was a huge change for them, a huge change for them. And both sisters, I read, started writing to help pay the bills. I mean, the two sisters had about 106 publications to their credit, 18 of which they did together. Now, one of the books they wrote together was Say and Seal. And that is the book that Jesus Loves Me was found in. So Susan writes the book. She's written as the author, Say and Seal. But the poem inside, which is Jesus Loves Me, was written by Anna Bartlett Warner, which is why her name is in all the hymnals. Now, you can find the book on Amazon. Okay. Say, Say and, and Seal. Seal. And there's a ton of Amazon reviews. Okay. Some are not so great. <laughs> Some are, yeah. Um, but it's actually in the category of Christian romance. Um, it's set in... Pataquasset, Connecticut. Okay. And it tells the story, this is right from the Amazon website, Carrie, tells the story of a slow romance with deep emotional moments <laughs> between a young local lady and a new teacher in town. Wow. Mr. Linden is the new school teacher. He's earning a few dollars to help finish his degree as a preacher. And he manages to live up to his calling, bringing the gospel to all the good folks in town who didn't think they were sinners, but were who were in need of a savior nonetheless. Now, one of the reviews, there's many. I so, know, there's so people many. can read them. Know. You know, if you want to look up Say and Seal. Yeah. But one of the reviews says, this is a long, lovely read from <laughs> days gone by. If you like a lot of description, <laughs> prose, some might say wordy illustrations, mm -hmm. and introspection, this book is for you, written by a team of sisters in the late 1800s. This story is very telling of the time period. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, just like a good, you know, romance story <laughs> you know he um the school teacher wins the woman wins the affection of, of the faith, local lady but, but also she becomes a christian you know he brings oh, her to faith right, right. and just as she's working with him and doing good deeds and you know really becoming an active member of the community a romantic rival enters the scene you know someone else comes in and he's just home from his studies and he's interested in faith and so they have this little love triangle right so you have the teacher who's going to become a preacher and the doctor who yes. has returned mm -hmm. to the town and the two of them. So now <laughs> Faith has to choose between the preacher and the doctor. Yeah, right. right. And uh, supposedly, I'm not going to give you any spoilers, but Don't. it's a happy ending. Don't <laughs> tell us who she picks. It's a happy ending. Now, incidentally, in the middle of this love triangle story, yeah. <laughs> the teacher slash preacher comforts a young dying boy. And in his visits with the young dying boy, he gives him and reads to him this poem. Right. And it's the Jesus Loves Me poem. So if we look at the Jesus Loves Me poem, like her original lyrics, I think it makes a little bit more sense with some of these <laughs> words that it was right. for a child who was dying. Verse three, 
Jesus loves me, loves me still, though I'm very weak and ill. From his shining throne on high comes to watch me where I lie. That was the, the that poem. was the original verse three from the story. And I would think that Anna, when she was writing the poem for the story, was not thinking that this would ever be a hymn sung right. in a church. Right. And then verse four, which I think is so sad, especially when you think of it coming from a child. Jesus loves me. He will stay close beside me all the way. If I love him when, when I, I die, die, he will take me home on high. So one of the reasons why verses were added to this hymn is because they kind of thought those two verses, you know, wouldn't be sung in a church service. So oddly enough, that verse about being weak and ill is in our hymnal. Right. But I would never sing this in worship. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I would I would skip it entirely. Right. Well, hymnal editors over the years have decided which hymns, which verses to include. Mm-hmm. And of course, there's so many other ones. Yes. You don't need to include them. Yes. Do we want to show some new ones that yeah. we found? Yeah. Do you want to sing it? Sure. I mean, I feel like we could. I like this one. Jesus loves the children dear, children far away or near. They are safe when in his care, every day and everywhere. Well, how about this one? Jesus loves me still today, walking with me on my way. Waiting as a friend to give light and love to all who live. Mm. Yeah. And in my research, and I not only found new verses, yeah. I mean, like I said, they said that there was like 50 verses. Right, that's crazy. And they were silly. <laughs> you know, one of the criticisms of this song is that, you know, it doesn't tell enough. It doesn't tell enough. Right. So in 1982, this unattributed verse was was created. We don't know who wrote it. It started in the hymnal from the African-American Church of God in Christ. That was in 1982. Um, but it has since been found in many other hymnals. And it's... Jesus, take this heart of mine, make it pure and holy thine. On the cross you died for me, I will try to live for thee. That's fantastic. Yeah. That should be in every hymnal. And we don't even know who wrote it. Nope. I couldn't find an author. And so it does so many things in that one simple four-line verse, asking Jesus to forgive our sins. Mm -hmm. It is stating what Jesus has done. It's not that he just loves you. Right. It's saying, you know, John 3, 16, you died for me. For me. And then because I'm forgiven and I realize what you've done, now I'm going to try to live for you. It's a vow. Well, to me, this is like the sinner's prayer. Mm-hmm. It, exactly, you sing exactly. this, you sing it, you mean it, you know, that's it. You're mm-hmm. saved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's incredible. And that's what we want hymns to do. Right. So, and I and I, I know, and I know that we, we can just say it so simply, Jesus loves me, and we're going to have the sticker and the tote bag. But, I mean, just dig into it a little mm-hmm. bit more mm-hmm. of who Jesus is and what he has done. And, I mean, I just think it was such a simple poem that Anna wrote. I don't think she was thinking about the future and thinking about what path this little hymn would take. But both her 
and her sister converted to Christianity in the 1830s. I think it's neat. I think that it's very similar to what the character in her book, Faith, Faith did. You know, she converted to Christianity. Neither um, woman ever married or had kids, you know, but I wondered if there was some like handsome preacher who taught them about Jesus, like in the book, and a doctor who was mean. Yeah, so no, they they both converted to Christianity and then their writings took a turn. I mean, their writings were, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, were Christian based and they lived on this Constitution Island, which is across the Hudson, across from West Point. It sounds like it's a really neat area of the of New York, mm-hmm. you know, the Hudson River. And so I like dug into it a little bit mm-hmm. because I was just so curious about the area. So I'm going to go back a little bit because this area of the country was very important during the Revolutionary War. Did you know that? Yeah, yeah, I guess I did. Yeah, and you just saw Hamilton, right? Yeah. And there was the big Battle of Yorktown. That oh. scene in the show is so good. Right. Um, but this is this is not Yorktown. This is where on the Hudson River. And they realized, General Washington realized early on that this area, this was dividing basically the Northeast, which was Boston, where the revolution started, you know, and the rest of the country. And they just felt that they needed to keep the British from passing through the Hudson. And so... He was trying to make this area, you know, fortified to be strong against the British. And General Washington had this idea. This was 1776. The British had seized New York City. The British were in Canada. And this Hudson River was was the dividing area. And they needed they needed to block the British ships. And Washington had this idea. He was working with an English-born patriot named Thomas Machen. Mm-hmm. Machen? Mackin, Mackin. He was an apprentice canal builder and he was a captain in the artillery company. And and Washington called him to help defend the river in this area. Now, this is a narrow, narrow part of the river, right, you know, where West Point is. And so over time, for centuries, they would put um, sharpened logs and ship debris to kind of block the passage. It was so narrow. If they could just like put trash in there, they could stop people from going through. But no, they decided to use that same strategy to block the ships, but they forged a huge iron chain across the river, huge chain links that we don't have all the remnants, but we have some remnants. Some of the chain links were like nine feet long. Some of the chain links were like 18 feet feet long. They were iron, they were heavy, and they literally chained the area so that a ship could not and would not pass through. Wow! Now, remnants of the chain are preserved and displayed all over New York. They're there at West Point. They're in Washington Headquarters State Historic Site in Newburgh. There's a New York State Museum. Mm-hmm. And these chain links, whatever they had left, they've preserved so that you can go and see them. Now, these chains, this is like such a different path that I went on after Anna Bartlett Warner. But know. listen to this. These chains were so strong and they were so considered like our secret, you know, military, right. you know, strategy to keep the British out that the British paid an American general, 20,000 pounds to deliver the plans right. because they wanted to know what we were tell up us, to. Just The British were saying, just tell us everything. Yes. That- so they promised this yeah. man 20,000 pounds and a generalship in the British Army. Right. And do you know who that man was? 
Benedict, Benedict Arnold. Arnold. That's so crazy. Yeah. So of course he then goes to British the British yeah. generals to tell them he betrays the country. But it doesn't even matter. It doesn't work. They they didn't the get chains through. worked. The chains worked. Yeah, that is such a fun fact. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> now at West Point's trophy point, there are thirteen links that are left on display. A swivel. And a clevis of the mm. Great Chain. Okay. And they're symbols of early West Point in the Hudson River. And John Adams, we love John Adams. Yes. <laughs> he called this the key to the whole continent. This area was very, very important. It's kind of funny that they ended up there. I know. I know. So they were in New York City. Right. And they built, they this had a home built home. on this yeah. summer island. Yeah. Yep. And, you know, they were really close to West Point and the sisters ended up teaching Sunday school on the grounds of their home to the West Point cadets. Right. I mean, how amazing is this? Yeah. And the two of them, you know, never married. I mean, I they mean, had all these cadets. cadets. I mean, <laughs> two of them had to be and, handsome. And they were great hosts. They had food and, and lemonade I mean, and ginger ale and cookies. They were older at this point. So now, it, even if they're like 27 <laughs> yeah. and yeah. the cadet is 20, you know, that's not going to happen. It's so old. So, of course, it started with them going to West Point yeah. and being in the cadet chapel. So Anna writes in her journal about the first day they did it. Okay, this is a quote. This is a quote. How exciting. <clears throat> Attention, please. Anna writes, the first day there was a very large gathering, curiosity helping on the numbers. Mm -hmm. After that, it varied from week to week, as must be always, I suppose, especially among cadets, where guard duty sometimes interferes <laughs> and where Sunday is the free day for seeing friends. At home in the summer, they met in our tent near the house. The forage caps tossed out upon the grass, the gray figures in all sorts of positions in and out of the tent. So not only when they came, you know, when they came to the house, not only did they give them this Bible instruction, but they gave them like a little glimpse of home, you know, mm -hmm. a home life, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. you know, not just in the military barracks, mm -hmm. but like just being comfortable, being relaxed. I love that. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I have to say that if I lived across from West Point, <laughs> I would have been doing the same thing. Now, Susan, the older sister, they did this together. Yeah. But she died in 1885. And really, it was what Anna wanted to do. Like, it was what she was living for, was continuing to teach the classes. Of and, course. And she... <laughs> It was the thing she was living for. I mean, of course, preaching the gospel, too. <laughs> so she continued teaching until she died in 1915. Now, in 1915, so this is the year she died, and she's still teaching. That year's graduates included General Dwight Eisenhower. Oh. He was one of her, you know, her students in the right. Sunday school class. He attended her classes. Mm -hmm. That is a fun fact. Mm -hmm. Now, people might be wondering how we know all of this. Do you know why? Because that... Hugo? <laughs> How do we know it all? Because that home across from West Point is yeah. now a museum that you could visit. What? Yes. About the Warner Sisters? Yes. It's the Warner Sisters home. Okay. And we have to go there. Oh, yeah, I know. I know. Crazy. And all the times that we've been to New York. And this is Constitution Island. I'm going to go this summer. We can see the chain links. <laughs> 
I no. can't believe it. So wait a minute. You can go visit the home. It's turned into a museum. Mm-hmm. And you can see the writings. That's why we have these journal right. entries. And there is a priceless original painting of George Washington that they kept for all those years. Oh. And sh- and it was really important to the, to the sisters that even in the midst of their financial sh- struggles, they kept that painting. Right. Now, at, as Anna was living alone and getting on in years, she wanted to give the U.S. government the home so that this house would be a tradition and something that was held dear to every single West Point graduate. And the house is still there today, pretty much unchanged. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So we have to figure this out. How <laughs> far is it from here? Yeah. We're planning a road trip this summer because we need to get my son to Ohio. Right. And you have to go through New I mean, York. You go through New York. You have yeah. to. Yeah. So, so stop I off. feel like my three kids will be thrilled with this. <laughs> With this little detour, it's gonna be so great. But look, if we if I end up going, yeah, I'll I'll post pictures. Oh my gosh, that would be so so much fun. I wonder if I could get someone to do an interview with me. Oh, that would be so great (laughs) for our big seventy fifth. So so how exciting! These women really impacted so many. When you think of how many people they taught, mm -hmm. and then how many people have been moved by their hymn. I know. And how about this, Carrie? These women were so important to this West Point community. How about this for a fun fact? The two women are buried. They're the only civilian women to be buried on the grounds of West Point. So when you go there, you can visit their gravestone. That's crazy. And on Anna Bartlett Warner's grave is written one of her hymns. It is not Jesus Loves Me. Okay. It's another one of her hymns, but I thought it would be fun to show everyone. Yeah. We would see Jesus. It's published in 269 hymnals. I mean, I'd like to think that many of our listeners know it. And we actually have a tune by Mendelssohn to right. go with it. Right. Yeah. All right. You want to try it? So this is verse two of We Would See Jesus, and it is what is on her gravestone. We would see Jesus, the great rock foundation, where on our feet were set by sovereign grace, not life nor death with all their agitation can thence remove us if we see his face. We would see Jesus. So on her grave, she's mm-hmm. going to see Jesus. Yeah. I'm not sure this is the one I would pick for my gravestone, though. No. But I wonder if this was special to the cadets, like to the people who right. studied with her. They sang it every week. I right. wonder if it was right. part of their right. their you know Bible classes. So this is on the gravestone. And of mm-hmm. course, we can see pictures of it online. Mm-hmm. But there is like a plaque that is on the ground. Okay. You know, so not up. It's on the ground. And that is where Jesus Loves Me is. Okay. And it was added after the fact. So it's almost like, I feel like people realize that that's not the hymn that we know. That's not how Anna Bartlett Warner is known, is famous for. I wonder if that's the one she wanted though. I know, it's what she wanted. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm super curious if people know it. So we're gonna have to put a poll out on Instagram. Right. I mean, I just fell in love with this story. Me too, Cal. They were committed to Christ and they were committed to their artwork, their creative, you know, their writing. And they were committed to preaching the gospel. Yes, to these West Point cadets. (laughs) (laughs) I want to do that. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, if only we were younger. No, seriously. <laughs> we'll just call up West Point and be like, we have some Bible classes we'd like to run. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, all of this, and we didn't even talk about the guy who wrote the music. I know. The guy who wrote the music, the one who came up with this awesome pentatonic melody, mm-hmm. is Carrie's favorite. Should we call him favorite? I'm one of, I guess. I don't know. And of course, we're featuring him on our 75th episode, yeah. William, William Batchelder Bradbury. So, can we just remind people yes. how we've already talked about Bradbury? Yes. I mean, we're probably not going to talk about him a ton right now because. I would love you to go back Mm -hmm. and listen to episode 39, Mm -hmm. Just Just As as I Am. am. We talk a lot about Bradbury in that that episode, and we talk about him again for He Leadeth Me. Which is another beautiful hymn, Kelly. Bradbury writes such nice tunes. Mm -hmm. So He Leadeth Me was episode... 58. 58. So people can go back and listen to that. 39, 58, 75. Those are our Bradbury episodes. (laughs) And I think we're going to do them again. I know. I know. It's true. It's true. So a couple of little quick facts about Bradbury, because I think this is awesome. He did these simple hymns, Mm -hmm. you know, these simple melodic hymns, just as I am, he leadeth me, Jesus loves me. And he's actually credited for creating a style of children's music, especially Sunday school tunes. So he did this. He started these simple tunes, maybe some of them are pentatonic, for children in Sunday school. Now, he was born in Maine. He ends up... um, Studying under Lowell Mason and and learning from Lowell Mason. And Lowell Mason, we call him the father of music education in Massachusetts. Bradbury has that same distinction for New York. Right. He went to New York and did what Lowell Mason was doing. Mm -hmm. And he, of course, worked at a church. I mean, he did the whole thing. Him and his brother started a piano building company. And I just have to think that these two brothers in New York City would have known Susan and Anna. Right. They had to have. I mean, maybe they dated. (laughs) (laughs) I think the Warner sisters were busy with the West Point cadets. (laughs) Stop it. Stop it. So Anna wrote that simple poem that was very specific to the story. I mean, the child who was weak and ill. Right, right. That story and that poem would have been forgotten. Nothing would have happened to that. We would not have known what it was at all, except for Bradbury. Right. Bradbury found it, read the book. He not only added the music, but he added the refrain. Right. The refrain did not exist in the original poem. And we see this all the time, especially when the hymn or the poem is a little too short, Mm -hmm. a little simple. Right. Now you can add a refrain and make it a little bit longer. And honestly... Just As I Am is pretty short. Right. That could use a refrain. I know. But I'm, I'm glad it doesn't have one. All right. So, Kel, I mean, let's talk about the Bible. I know. I, th- that's the thing. This this song tells us the Bible truth, tells us that the Bible is true. And, I mean, Kara, if we were going to choose a theme to focus on for one episode, what about Jesus' love? I mean, that's what today is all about. And you can find so many passages of scripture that show us how Jesus loves us, that show us how the Bible is true. I mean, Carrie, how do you even pick one verse? I mean, I don't know how you could just not do John 3.16. John 3.16. I know. I think, though, 
you know, for God so loved the world. I think that, you know, Jesus loves me. I think to try to find, you know, scripture verses that are talking about Jesus's love. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so we're looking in Ephesians Mm 5. And, you know, Paul is telling us how to live. He says, be imitators of God as beloved children and walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. So that takes that simple theme of Jesus loves me Mm -hmm. and makes it now I will love. Right. Now I will walk in love. Well, I mean, I have Galatians 2.20. Okay, what's that? You know, I mean, I love this verse. I have been crucified mm. with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So it's saying, I'm going to live this way mm-hmm. with him, through him, mm-hmm. by him. He's inside me. It is him who lives. Mm-hmm. And it's because I know he loves me. Right. Right. I mean, and, and then if you can dive into this a little, a little more, you know, it's a children's song. You kind of said it earlier that we have to be like children. And even more than that, Jesus said, bring the children to me. Mm-hmm. Let them come to me. I mean, that's Matthew Kelly, mm. chapter 19. The, then children were brought to him that he might lay his hands on them and pray. The disciples rebuked the people, mm-hmm. but Jesus said, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them mm-hmm. for to such belongs the kingdom of heaven. I mean, I kind of feel like that verse had to be the inspiration <sighs> for the Warner sisters. Yeah. They, well, they were writing a poem mm-hmm. that was being read to a child. Right. The, the school teacher who was becoming a preacher, mm-hmm. right? Mr. Mm-hmm. Linden, yes, the handsome preacher. <laughs> he looked. He looked oddly like one of their West Point cadets. <laughs> I was just going to say that. <laughs> Similarly dressed in uniform. My goodness. <laughs> but yeah, he is reading to this child. Mm-hmm. He wa- and and yeah, you have to think that they were like Jesus said, "Let the children come to me." Jesus said, "Let the children hear the truth." Mm-hmm. Jesus said, "Let the children hear my words." Mm-hmm. So that's what that little child in the book was hearing. Yeah. Really, it's a great song, and I'm glad it has lasted this long, and children for generations can learn to sing it. But I actually think people need to know this song because they need to know about the Warner Sisters. You know, those two women and what they did at a time where you wouldn't expect Mm -hmm. two single women to be teaching Bible classes to American soldiers. What a great 75th episode, Carrie. I know. And now we want these... This phrase, yes. Jesus loves me, to be something that you have with you, that mm-hmm. you can take with you all mm-hmm. the time. Mm-hmm. We're making stickers. Yes. Tote bags. And magnets. And hopefully you can strike up a conversation mm-hmm. about how Jesus loves people mm-hmm. and who he is and what he's done. And hopefully you can share a little bit about this hymn yeah. and the Warner sisters. Yeah. And the hymn Talk Twin Talk sisters. Yeah. And mention the <laughs> hymn Talk Twin Talk. Mention him Talk Twin Talk. <laughs> all right. So. So. Now we finally get to hear the full version from Sneha and Sean, Jesus Jesus Loves loves Me. Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Little ones to Him belong, they are weak, but He is strong. Jesus loves me, He who Heaven's gates to open wide He will wash 
child come in Jesus loves me he will stay close beside me all the way he's prepared a home for me and someday his face I'll see yes Jesus loves me yes Jesus loves me yes Jesus loves me the Bible tells me so well thank you Sneha and Sean so we are going to share all their information because you can go to their website and look at a ton more of her artwork. She has beautiful scriptures that she's kind of illustrated. She has other mm-hmm. hymns that yeah. she's done. We just are doing Jesus Loves Me mm-hmm. for 75. Um, and she has an Etsy shop and a website. So we'll share all that. Love her sweet, sweet voice. We're just so happy to to have her participate in our show. And she's a loyal listener, Kelly. She She listens all the time. So it's time for him takes. Okay. So I actually feel like I want to do from verse three. Okay. Now we kind of made, I know we like we, we like make fun <laughs> of verse three because it talks about being weak and mm-hmm. ill and like to be honest with you, I can't imagine singing that on a Sunday morning, and I really can't imagine teaching it to kids. Right. Jesus loves me, loves me still, though I'm very weak and ill. That I don't mm. I don't need to do mm. anything with. But how about the next part, Cal? Mm-hmm. From his shining throne on high mm. comes to watch me where I lie. What are we seeing here? We're seeing here that he is on a shining throne. He is king. He is king of the world, king of the universe. He is on his throne, but he leaves his throne to come to us. Mm-hmm. And it tells us what he did when he first came to earth. And it tells us what he does every day. He comes to us. Mm-hmm. He meets us where we're at. And he invites us to be in relationship with him. He invites us to receive his love. He comes to us from his throne. No other king in history right. is right. going to come and find me and tell me he wants me to be his love. Mm-hmm. No king. But Jesus did that. So my hymn take is just, I think, the simplicity of the gospel. Mm. You know, it's like Karl Barth, the theologian. Like, let's not get complicated. Mm -hmm. When you look at the hymn, Jesus Loves Me, it's Jesus loves me, Jesus saves me, Jesus invites me to come to him. Mm -hmm. That's it. Jesus loves me, Jesus saves me. Jesus invites me to come to him. Let's not get bogged down on all the details and all the, you know, opinions and theories on all these other things that we really don't know because we know this is true. Mm-hmm. Jesus loves, Jesus saves, Jesus invites. That's awesome, Cal. And I really hope that, you know, our stickers and our tote bag and our magnets maybe start these kinds of conversations. Mm-hmm. Let's keep it simple. Right. Jesus loves me. Jesus loves you. The savior of the world. He loves you. I know that's it. And it doesn't matter what you've done or what you think you've done or that you're not deserving of love and that you're not deserving of grace because you are. That's how loving Jesus is. You are deserving of Jesus's love. Jesus loves you. This This I know. know. For the Bible tells me so. (laughs) (laughs) This I know. Even the phrase, this I know. Like I know it. There's no doubt. Not just like I think. Thank you for listening, everybody. Thank you for being part of episode 75. Mm -hmm. We're going to put all the information in our show notes, how you can get your own Jesus Loves Me merchandise, how you can look at what Sneha is doing in India. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Mm -hmm. And remember, 
Jesus loves you. You. Jesus loves me. Bye, everyone. Bye.